The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRISO Media. Praise God. I want us to look at Bible secrets to answered prayers. Bible secrets to answered prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. If you are there, say amen. The Bible says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Now, from this, we can see that a revelation is an insight into mysteries and secrets. A revelation is an insight into mysteries and secrets. In the kingdom of God, we trade with secrets. Because revelation is insight into secret truths. And whatever God reveals to you is what God manifests in you, for you, or through you. So it's important that you covet revelation. Tell someone, covet revelation. Look at this again. It said, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. In other words, it is what is revealed to you, you'll be able to practice. Revelation equals action plus manifestation. Until something is revealed to you, it will not be manifested in you, for you, or through you. Until something is revealed to you, you cannot perpetuate it. This belongs to us and to our children forever. Are we together? I said, are we together? All right. So what is prayer? We said prayer is a heartfelt verbal request made upon God based on his promise to meet that need. We said prayer is a heartfelt verbal request made upon God based on his promise to meet that need. First of all, we said prayer is heartfelt. That means if the prayer you're praying is not from your heart, it will not produce results. In Romans 10 verse 1, Paul says, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Notice it begins with a heart's desire. You see that? In Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive, and you shall have them. Notice it says desire. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, the Bible says, just seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So if your, if your heart is not in your prayers, you will not get results. So it said prayer is a heartfelt request, a heartfelt verbal request. Notice the use of words, verbal request. If you're not talking, you are not praying. If you're not talking, you're not praying. Jesus said in Luke 11 verse 2, he said, when you pray, say. When you pray, say. You see that? So if you're not talking, you're not praying. It's not so you can pray in your mind. No, if you're praying in your mind, you're meditating. There's a difference between meditation and prayer. Prayer is always verbal. It starts from the heart. It must come out of the mouth. Are we together? It starts from the heart, it must come out from the mouth. If you're not talking, you're not praying. Tell someone if you're not talking, you're not praying. Matthew 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, 41. It says, watch and pray, lest you enter temptation of the spirit, and it is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
Again, the second time, he went again and prayed. How? Saying. Verse 44. So he left and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. So you can see that whenever you're praying, you are what? Talking. So we said prayer is a heartfelt verbal request made upon God based on his promise to meet that need. In 1 John 5, verse 14 to 15, it says, And this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. In other words, if we don't pray according to the word or his promise, what does that mean? It doesn't what? Hear us. So important. It says, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Notice that the, you cannot make a petition when there is no law that guarantees or permits or approves that petition. Because prayer as an entity is a petition. You see that? So it's going to be based on the Word of God. And that is very, very important. Once again, we said prayer is a heartfelt, verbal request made upon God based on his promise to meet that need. I remember someone that he said Jesus appeared to him and uh, he was telling him how to heal the sick. And he said, whenever you pray for the sick, make sure you're praying from your heart. And I was kind of laughing. I said, the Lord already shared this with me many years ago. And he said, whenever you pray for the sick, make sure you're praying from your heart if you want to get answers. Second definition of prayer. Prayer is a verbal expression of our heart's desire based on God's written intention to meet that particular need or needs. In other words, you cannot ask God to do what he has not promised. You see that? You cannot ask God to do what he has not promised. We said prayer is a favorable expression of our heart's desires based on God's written intention to meet that particular need or needs. Number three. Prayer is not a mere religious exercise. It is the exercise of our legal rights in the kingdom. If it's a legal issue, then there has to be rules and parameters that we must follow to get results in prayer. You see that? So you got to know that. Then there's what we call the prayer invitation. God is the one that invites us to pray. He invites us to pray. In Psalm 65 verse 2, the Bible says, To you who hears prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. So God gives an open invitation to all of humanity to come and pray. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it puts another invitation out. It says, call unto me, and I'll answer thee. This is a night of answers. It says, call unto me, and I'll answer thee, and I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In other words, God is saying that through prayer, we have access to unlimited possibilities. Through prayer, we have access to unlimited possibilities. Say Amen. In Psalm 91, verse 15, it says that he will call upon me and I will answer him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. That means prayer is a means of escape. Prayer is a means of escape. If you learn to pray and know how to pray, you'll be delivered from many problems. In Philippians 1:19, the Bible says, I know that he shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and it's supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now give it to me in the New King James Version. It says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. And it says, I will deliver him through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now Peter was delivered because we will pray. Now it's through prayer we can avert calamity. Through prayer we can avert calamity. There are many things in our lives we could have averted if we prayed. I remember Kennedy Hagen, he said that one time was having this thing that somebody's going to die 
and that it's going to be an accident. The person will fly out of the windshield. That means they'll fly out of the front of the car. And he said he didn't have time to pray, so what he did was that he would tell every, his children, everybody in his car to always belt up just in case anything goes wrong. Then he got a report that his niece had had an accident and she flew out of the windshield of a car into hot coal tar. And she died a very painful death because nobody prayed. I wonder how many people have died in our families because nobody prayed. Notice what Paul said. He said, I know that this shall turn to my deliverance through your prayer. So there are many people who could have been rescued in times of danger. They could have been rescued if somebody prayed. There are many times that the Lord will wake me up at night to pray. My wife is here. She's well aware when we cannot sleep at night, we know somebody's in danger, so we pray. And um, I remember... Uh, 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 one glorious experience. I remember the night before my wife had an accident. I prayed that night. I didn't even know who was going to be in trouble. I never knew it was my family. You see that? I never knew it was my family. And the car had a terrible accident. So when I was called, thank God I'd already prayed. I was just in control. I was calm. When he called me, they said that the driver is unconscious and my, my wife and the children are at the hospital and all that and all that. And um, I went to look at the site of the accident first. And um, someone saw me looking at the site and said, did people survive? I said, they survived. So the person gave me a lift to the hospital. And I got to the hospital. And um, I looked at um, the guy that was supposed to be unconscious. As soon as I got there, he sat up. And when he sat up, he began writing and communicating with me. And um, I was communicating back to him. And someone called me and said, uh, Maybe he could be bleeding in his brain and he had a, a, a cousin or so or whoever that was close to his family that had something like that and the person died. I said, this one won't die. I said, I've already prayed. And that same day, the young man came out of that unconsciousness and it was fine that same day. Why? Because somebody prayed. If you will learn to pray, you will spare your family. If you learn to pray, you will spare your family. Kennedy Higgins prayed one time all night long and um, saw that his brother was dead in a vision. And he spoke to the doctor, according to the vision he saw, that he should open that um, body bag again. And he, the, uh, sorry, the sheet, he used to cover the brother and he opened the sheet, he was alive. And several months later, he saw his brother. His brother was trying to tell him the story. Do you know that I died? And somehow I came back to say, no, I know the story. He said, did mommy tell you? He said, no, mama didn't tell me. I prayed and I saw it in the vision. See, I wonder how many things you could avert if you had your own personal prayer life. It's an open invitation. It says, call on to me and I will answer you. Call on to me. This is pastor. Say, anyone, call on to me and I will answer you. And I'll share great and mighty things, which I know it's not. I want you to think about it. Think about it. In Jeremiah 29, verse 12, it says, You shall go and pray unto me. It says, You shall go and pray. You shall call upon me. And shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken to you. New King James says, I will listen to you. See, he invites us to pray. He invites us to pray. So it's an open invitation, and I want you to take that invitation in this month of faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Daniel 9, 2-3, Daniel prayed. Daniel 9, 2-3. In the first day of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came, on, came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in, in the resolutions of Jerusalem. Next. It says, And I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sacrifice and ashes. That's what God was telling them in Jeremiah 29. So you should come pray unto me. So Daniel took the invitation. And while he was praying, an angel came and answered his prayer. It is obvious from the word of God that God wants to answer prayer. In Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive it. Everyone that seeks, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So it's, it's obvious. Next. It says, or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, he will give him a stone? Next. It says, or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? 11. 
It says, if you then been evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them and ask him? You see that? It's an open invitation. Tell someone it's an open invitation. John 16, 23 to 24. Quickly. John 16, 23 to 24. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And I told you that word will there, the word is hello, means it's excited. It takes pleasure in. It delights in giving it to you. That means God is happy to answer your prayer. Oh, I thought I'd get a better Amen. Verse 24, until now you've asked nothing in my name, ask and you shall receive and your joy may be full. One of the cause of depression is disappointment based on unanswered prayers. One of the cause of depression is disappointment. Based on unanswered prayers. That's what I mean by depressed. Because many things they wanted to see happen never happened. So they get depressed. They get discouraged. They get unhappy. Hallelujah. So we're going to look quickly. What are the conditions for answered prayer? The conditions for answered prayer. Number one, prayer must be verbalized. We already said that. Prayer must be verbalized. You must talk. Psalm 28 verse 2. Psalm 28 verse 2. Hear the voice of my supplications. You see that? When I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle, Hear the voice of my supplication. So when you pray, open your mouth. Prayer is not shaking your head. God, I've seen people that we, we're supposed to be praying and they're going. If you're not saying anything, you can shake your head until you have a headache. It doesn't mean you're praying. You are actually exercising your brain. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Verse 6. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of what? My supplications. You see that? So prayer must be verbalized. That's how prayer must be verbalized. Yeah. Daniel 9.21, it must be verbalized. It says, while I was speaking in prayer. While I was speaking in prayer. Notice that. While I was speaking in prayer. So if you're not talking, you're not praying. Tell someone if you're not talking, you're not praying. Of course, if you're not talking, you're not praying. You're not. Psalm 140 verse 6 quickly. Psalm 140 verse 6. I said unto the Lord, thou art my God, hear the voice of my supplications. Oh Lord, notice, hear the voice of my supplications. The supplication is in your heart, but you voice it. Amen. Remember the words of Jesus when you pray, say, Luke 11 verse 2. In Acts 4 verse 24, they lifted up their voice in prayer. They lifted up their voice in prayer. They lifted their voice to God. They lifted their voice in prayer. So if you're not talking, you're not praying. Tell someone, if you're not talking, you're not praying. Number two, prayer must be according to the word of God. Prayer must be according to the word of God or his prophetic promise. You can't just get up and just Say anything you want to say. No, it must be according to the word of God. Because you don't want to be disappointed in prayer anymore. Isaiah 43, 26. Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us pray together. Declare that thou may be justified. Declare down that thou may be justified. That means when you put me in remembrance. How do we put him in remembrance? It must be something God already knows. So what do you do? You take with your words. Hosea 14 verse 2. You take with your words. You bring the word of God to God. Take with your words. You put in remembrance of what he said. Hosea 5 verse 11. So shall my word be. That go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But shall accomplish that which I please. That it, and it shall prosper in the thing where I sent it. You bring God's word back to him. 
You put him in remembrance. That's how I'm putting him in remembrance. You better do. Genesis 32, 9 to 12. Now Jacob is going to pray. Esau is coming to kill him. So how does he pray? Did he say, oh Lord, don't let Esau kill me? Here is prayer. Oh God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me. What is he doing? Putting him in remembrance. If you are going to get answers to prayer, you must put God in remembrance of what he said about that thing you're asking God for. That's why many people are disappointed in prayer. There are people who believe prayer doesn't work. Because the answer to a prayer is a miracle. The answer to a prayer is a miracle. And you've got to know how to plead your case. He said, the Lord will send unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kingdom, and I'll deal well with thee. Next, please. It says, I am not worthy of the least of all the messes and of all the truth which I have showed unto thy servant. For with, with my staff, I pass over this Jordan, and now I become two bands. Next. It says, deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. Verse 12. And thou sayest, you see that again, reminding God, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. Do you know what happened after this prayer? You read further down, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. When Daniel prayed according to the word of God, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Why? Angels come with answers to prayer. So why are you not getting answers to prayer? You are praying because you are in need. You are praying because you are suffering. You are praying because it's difficult. You are praying because you want it. No, God says, when you pray, bring my word. So because most of the time you pray just because you need it, God doesn't just give because you need it. Don't forget, prayer is a legal act. And that's why I told you in the National House of Assemblies of the world, when you bring a bill for the first time, it's called a prayer. And don't forget that the same word for the word assembly, for National Assembly, is the word for church. It's the word ecclesia, the assembly. And there's always what we call the speaker of the house. And who's the speaker of the house? There's a speaker and a deputy speaker. I'm a deputy speaker. And there's a speaker of the house. Who's the speaker of the house? Then we have the executive. Who is the executive? The father. So why are your prayers disappointed? It is not based on what God said. You're praying just because it's painful. You're praying because it's in poverty. You're, you're just crying and crying and crying. Hey, it's legal though it has to be heartfelt. Exodus 32. Let's see this patriarch Moses. Exodus 32, let's begin from verse 7 to 14 very quickly. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get it down for thy people which are out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. And that's one thing about God. When your church members offend them, God will say, Your people. When they are doing well, God will say, My people. And that's the way parents are. When a boy is very intelligent, the father will say, My son. When a boy does something wrong, the father will say, Your son. Hallelujah. Verse 8. They've torn aside quickly out of the way which I've commanded them. They have made molten, a molten calf and worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Next. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, it is stiff-necked people. Next, please. Now, let me, let me alone. <laughs> now, it shows that we have an influence on outcomes. God said, Let me alone. Now, let me do this. Now my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them, and I'll make of thee a great nation. I love this man. He's not selfish. See, and that's why most of us don't get answers to prayer. Our prayers are selfish. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need a wife, a very tall, fair woman, pointed nose. Her father must be loaded to the teeth. Born in the U.S., so that I can travel with her as for citizenship's sake. You see, all this, that's why your prayers are not answered. 
Many of you are believing for a husband. If you listen to your prayers, you are very, very selfish. And I'll make of you a great nation. Some people say, ah, Lord, thank you. Go ahead. Not Moses. Give me James 4, 3, and we'll come back here. James 4, 3. Hallelujah. You ask and receive one because you ask and miss that you may consume it upon your desires, upon your lusts. See? Most of our requests are selfish. Exodus 32. We're in verse 10. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, is God. Verse 11 now. Then, then Moses pleaded with the Lord, is God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why, hear what Moses tells God, I'll explain why he did this. Why should the Egyptians speak and say? He brought them out to harm them and to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce, fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore is promise. By your own servant said, I will multiply your descendants at the stars of the heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of, I give to your descendants, and thy seed shall inherit it forever. Next. So the Lord relented from the hand which he said he would do to his people. You see that? What did he do? He brought to God strong reasons. Isaiah 41 verse 21. He gave God strong reasons. So you present your case. You bring forth your strong reasons. God says, okay, I won't do it. So the Egyptians will say that you brought them to kill them. It's like the kind of God you are. And you even remember what you said. You say, okay, I'm not going to do it. Because if you just by crying, everybody crying should have answers to prayer. Says, present your case, says the Lord. Bring forth your strongest, says the king of Jacob. You can write Nehemiah 1, 4 to 11. Nehemiah prayed according to the word of God. He prayed according to the word of God. He reminded God. Please let's see that. Nehemiah 1, 4 to 11, please. So it was when I heard this word, I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. And I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Next, look at this. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, oh great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your covenants, is quoting Moses here, your commandments, and observe your commandments. Next. Please let your ear be attentive and your ears be open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of your of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. Notice that he was very humble here. He didn't, he didn't, he was, he was living right, but he, he identified with the sin of the people. He humbled himself. Next, please. We have acted corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Next, please. It says, remember, I pray you, he says, put me in remembrance. Now you're bringing your, your request. What, on what grounds? On what grounds? I pray the word that you commanded yourself on Moses saying, if you're faithful, I will scatter you among the nations. Next. But if you return to me and keep my commands and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my, for my name. Next. Now these are your servants and your people whom you redeem by your great power and by your strong hand. Verse 11. Oh Lord, I pray, please be attentive. Let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name and let your servants prosper this day. I pray and grant him mercy inside this man for the king's cup bearer. Now notice he prayed according to the word and he got what he prayed for. So number one, prayer must be what? Talk to me now. Prayer must be what? Number two, prayer must be what? According to the word of God or his prophetic promise. In 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul told Timothy, give it to me in the Old King James. I like the way it's placed in the Old King James. It says, this child coming unto thee, Son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou, my dear, might as war a good warfare. 
Notice he was praying and doing spiritual warfare based on the prophecy. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Father, I'm due to be married. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And dear Father, I know there's an appointment one for me because I'm like Isaac. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Father, I ask that the angel of prosperity go forth and cause her to come in the name of Jesus. And dear Father, I yield to the Holy Ghost to pray in line with the leading of the Spirit. Just in case there's any hindrance, Holy Spirit, help me pray. You start praying in tongues. And like, 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 like clockwork, before you know it, the lady has come and everything has shown up. And how did this happen? Because now you're praying God's way. Oh God, look at me. I'm 35. No man, father, no, oh God. Is that prayer? No, that's complaining. So most of our prayers are complaining. Hey, Papa. Papa, look now. The boy, the rooster. Ah, Papa. Rent and no fee pay. Papa, walk and no get. Papa. What is he doing? Complaining. You are listing your problems. It says, put me in remembrance. It is a tell me the problems. So you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, and thank you because I know you hear me always. Yes, Father, my rent is due. But you said you shall supply all my need according to your riches and glory. Father, I'm a tighter. Your word says you open the windows of heaven. Are you saying, you're praying. Hey, Papa, don't tire. I don't tire. 38 years old, person not get man. Now life be this. What is it? Is it that? <laughs> that life be this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, Papa, very soon I go so clock 40. Hey, Papa, this woman, the old <laughs> see, 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 complaining. Like play, like play. Oh, my friend, no matter finish. Like play, like play. See me here. See my face. Hey, God, now who that it goes oh. And he, she thinks he's praying. She's complaining. The minister of God was praying. Complaining. He didn't know he was complaining. He was just listening on the problem, talking to God. Can you imagine my life? Can you talk, talking, talking, talking? And God said, son, what are you doing? Say, I'm praying. Say, no, you're complaining. Say, oh, yeah, you're complaining. So you pray according to his will, according to his word. Amen? Number three, prayer must be from the heart. We already dealt with that. Prayer must be from your heart. James 5, 16, the Amplified Version. Prayer must be from your heart. It says, confess your faults, therefore your faults, your sleeps, your false steps, your offense, and your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a sweet tone of mind and heart. The earnest, watch this, heartfelt, say heartfelt. Give it to me, say heartfelt. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man make us tremendous power available and what? Dynamic in its working. In other words, if it's from the heart, it will produce results. Most of the time we pray half-hearted prayer. You're praying. They say, let's pray for personal breakthrough. Somebody's doing something. You're watching. You're watching. You're watching. You're praying. You mean someone sleeping in this kind of prayer, this meeting? You see, you're just losing your answers to prayer. <laughs> it's not heartfelt. So if you know what you do, that's why you don't get anything from your prayers. You just shouldn't get it.
all these calabash you're carrying won't help you. You need to pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when you're praying, be focused. Most of you are not focused when you're praying. You're looking at everybody. <laughs> Even your angel this morning is like, what is happening to this guy? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you all there? Matthew 15, 7 to 9. Matthew 15, 7 to 9. Hypocrites. Where did Isaiah say about you? Saying, next. It says, these will draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their heart is what? Far from me. You see that? You're praying. He's praying. He's praying and looking at everything happening inside church. God will help somebody. He says, they, they, they draw near to me with their mouth and honor with their lips, but their heart is far. All kinds of things are in your mind. We will soon start praying. You're looking for it to go and sleep. You say you're not getting anything. I've been writing expectation, expectation, expectation. Nothing, nothing. They'll be coming and testifying, testifying, testifying. All these things, I don't understand. They're all going to testify. Me, no, they testify. <laughs> Where will you testify? When you are Kalabash, 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 Kalabash. They draw near to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Who says I pray? She Kalabush, Kalabash, 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 Ah, <laughs> you should have slept at home. They are come out. You are here. You are not fully sleeping. You are not fully praying. Verse 9, please. And in vain they worship me. Teaching us doctrines, commandments of men. In vain. There's nothing coming out of their worship. When we are going to be praising today, praise God. Don't be looking at somebody else. Your heart is far from you. How many of you like a man telling you, I love you. I lo you are here and say, I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> you tap him, say, any problem. That's how most of you pray or even worship. You're worshiping the Lord. You're worshiping, you see someone else, you're like, maybe, maybe speaking funny tongue. Then you're like, that's not your business. Rabokwe. Rabo, robo, robo, robo. Rabokwe. Celebrate Jesus for a moment. Hallelujah. So prayer must be from the heart. In Ezekiel 33, verse 31. Ezekiel 33, 31. It says, so they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. They hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue what? Their own gain. Your heart must be inside. Worship the Lord. Give him praise. Worship him. Give him praise. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship. You are looking at what someone else is doing. The person is trying to type something in his phone. See, worship him. In your heart, you're saying, in church, someone is typing in church. See, stop it in church, in church. Worship him. <laughs> leave, leave that individual to their own problem. 
Because now two people are losing, that individual and you. So if they are looking at phone, that's their own business. Amen? So the Bible says, My heart desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. Romans 10 verse 1. Are you all there? In Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13, he said that you shall go and pray unto me. So then you will call upon me and go and pray unto me, and I will listen to you. O King Jesus, I will hearken unto you. Verse 13, please. It says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Number four, very quickly. Prayer must be prayed in faith. If you are going to get results in prayer, the prayer must be prayed, how? In faith. In Luke 18, verse 8, Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? You see that? And it was, it was dealing with prayer. We'll deal with that later, 1 to 8. See? So, prayer must be prayed in faith. James 1, 5. James 1, 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Notice it says, when you ask God for something, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. Say, God will give it to me. Yeah, that's what Jesus says. So what's all you ask the Father in my name? He will give you. So we, we serve a God who wants to answer our prayers, but we're not asking in faith. Verse 6, say, but let him ask in faith. It's conditioned on faith. We know doubting. For he who doubts like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Next. For let not a man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See? So a lot of times, you're asking God for something today, and tomorrow you're asking God for something in a different way. Some of you believe in God for children. Today you're asking God for twins. Tomorrow for triplets. Tomorrow for one. The Bible says don't, don't ever think you receive anything from the Lord. And some people don't have any show that God answers prayer in their lives. They don't ask in faith. Faith is always based on the word. And faith requires specifics. In Mark 11, 24, the Bible says, What things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. See, whatever things you ask, give it to me in the old King James. So what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Give me the old King James, please. What things ever you desire when you pray. You see that? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things? Specific. Faith requires specifics. Not today you want this, tomorrow you want that, tomorrow. No! What do you want? Stick with it. Stick with it. Fight for it. Are you following me? He says, what things are you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When? When ye pray, believe and upon release your faith. No wonder Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. For whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his hand, but believe that those things we say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I saith. You've got to believe in your words when you pray. Believe in your words when you pray. Most people don't believe in their words when they pray. See, have faith in words. When you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe for this thing. And you tell him, believe he's hearing you. Believe you're receiving them. Say, so believe you receive them and you shall have them. You must pray in faith. You must pray in faith. Are you out there? Matthew 21, verse 21. It says, Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, do not only do that which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. He's saying that faith has limitless possibilities. Then he says in verse 22, it says, and whatever things, give me old King James, please. I'm just in love with old King James. I'll call you back to new King James, please. And all things, what's what you're asking? Prayer, believing, what did he say? You shall receive. Notice it says, believing, you shall receive. It says, believe, you receive. In other words, without believing, you cannot receive. So the reason why many people do not receive, they don't believe when they pray. They don't believe when they pray. 
Think about it. Do you believe when you pray? Do you believe in your words? That when you get up from that place, God has heard you? Do you believe? Sometimes people tell me, Apostle Press, I prayed. Why? I believe. I believe. That's what I believe. Yeah, I believe. Number five, prayer must be prayed persistently. Luke 11, 5 to 8, very quickly. Luke 11, 5 to 8. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him, give it to me in the New King James now, and shall go unto him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. Next. For a friend of mine has come on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. Next. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Next. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he's a friend, yet because of his what? His persistence. He will rise and give him as many as he needs. That's why certain times when you're praying for certain things, you learn to hang in there in tongues until you have a note of victory. And remember, many said I used to have this ulcerated pain. Sometimes we'll be ministering, the ulcerated pain will come and it will run out of the church and go and be throwing up outside. Even when he had programs in other places. And one day he knelt down to pray and said, Lord, I'm going to pray today until I have a note of victory. And he stayed there praying in tongues until he slept off. And that was the last day the thing ever came. Because he meant the prayer. Not some of you pray half-hearted prayer. That's why you sleep. See, I'm going to pray today. I receive my breakthrough. Shake baka, ekalapa, shakala bakala, sheke, sheke, lakuma, ekilabata, ake, saka, pulu pulu pake, sake, saka, palaka. You're not ready yet. Persistence, you're ready. I'm getting my answer today. Have you not seen when some people are ready for trouble? You just say, hey, I beg, I don't want trouble. Take it. That's what we're talking about. Not when you're praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I just want to trust you. Uh, I know you're there. Uh, daddy, daddy, I just trust you. The man upstairs, you're not ready for prayer. Persistence. Your heart, your passionate, the heartfelt, continued prayer. That's what Elijah did when he wanted rain in Israel. He prayed seven times. He would tell his son, go check it. And he put his head between his, his thighs, praying, go check it. Seven times. The seven times I see cloud in the form of a, of a hand. He said, then I hear the sound of abundance of rain. So you, you, you're so half. That's why you've not gotten answers yet. You are still playing with God. See, it's a fight. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, my landlord is threatening me. Do something, no. Do something, no. They kick me outside. Now your name, no. Are you the first Christian? Are you the first Christian they kicked outside? Sabron de Kaladishka. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord of my breakthrough, I call for the money. In the name of Jesus, 250,000 naira, you're coming to me. In the name of Jesus, Lekapa, Jacate, like you pray, you are persistent. The next morning, somebody will send you the money. They say, I could not sleep last night because we are persistent. This year, I have been blessed more than ever this year. Because the, the Lord, I learned something from him many years ago. If you want him to do what he has never done before, then you must do what you've never done before. So, the church, we've never prayed 6 a.m. to 7 before in the history of this ministry. So we pray 6 to 7. And if you come for those prayer meetings, I pray with passion. Have you seen me pray? You're like, somebody won't die. No, I, and I've been more blessed. I'm telling you, my account has seen more money than they've seen since I had an account. Because I prayed this year. When you ended your 30-day fast, I went 20 days more. I made it 50. I went to go 60 and said, no, your body, relax. You take another 50 after the, ne the next fast again. 
See, I was ready. Persistence. He says he, he will give him, not because he's his friend, but because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. You've been asking God for a child since God are wicked. But you're praying half hearted prayer. You haven't got for husbands since God are wicked. Say, oh God, deliver me from this uh, masturbation. Deliver me. Deliver me. You, and you are sleeping. You're not ready for deliverance. Oh God, deliver me from this pornography. Deliver me. Father, you, 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 I, I will stop it. In Jesus' name, I will stop it. And you're watching it. Then you're watching it. Jesus, help me now. Help me. <laughs> you're not ready. When you're ready, you know it. You know it. You come to what we call the cutoff point that today I must get an answer. And you pray. When you finish, you know you're free. That's why I wonder, Christians, you're a Christian, you, you are masturbating. What was, what was that? You're a Christian, you're watching pornography. What was that? And you, I mean, I, I've been believing, I've been fighting this thing for the past how many years? You're lazy. Unbelievers are breaking free from pornography. How much more they don't even do it by the power of the Holy Spirit? You have Holy Spirit. It's laziness. You you are ready. You are you are ready that if I perish, I perish. You are ready. That's the, that's the that gets an answer. Jacob Jacob held that angel. They call it hold this master's rapper. You hold. You, he held. Let's go back. Let me just look at that. I will, I will close with this and. Genesis 32. Because a lot of you, when we start praying, you will pray with well now. Let's read from verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. That's all night prayer. And when he saw that it did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of his joint as he wrestled with him. He was wrestling with an angel. Angel, no, he disappeared. Are you following what I'm saying? Then you are saying that I don't know why I've not gotten it. Uh, God is teaching me something. Teaching you. For how long? You are not ready yet. Somebody had an angel. The angel could not disappear. Now the angel disappeared. Jacob will follow him and disappear. Are you, that's what I'm talking about. Look at this. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Persistence. Your life must change today. I said, your life must change today. How long will you wait? The same problem since. You want to give it to your children as inheritance? Don't want to see drinking tea now. And you have children. That's inheritance you want to give them. They are watching pornography till now. That's the inheritance you want to give them. You are sleeping around till now. That's the inheritance you want to give them. You make up your mind that today I will pray and I must see results. I must see results. So he said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. And when he saw Esau, when he saw Esau, Esau that was coming to kill Jacob became his friend because he persisted in prayer. Hosea 12 verse 4, he persisted in prayer. He persisted in prayer. Yes. Let's begin from verse 3. It says, he took his brother by the heel in the womb and in his strength, he struggled with God. Persistence. He struggled with God. Give me verse 4, please. It says, yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him. He, do you know, he prevailed over an angel. So don't sleep tonight, though. Your life must, you must get your answer tonight. It was one night that Jacob altered. He was supposed to die. Esau was coming to kill him. God said, go. Esau was still coming to kill him. 
See, a great door in the future can be opened unto you and the devil is coming to kill you while you are going to do God's work. You make up your mind in persistence. This answer, I must get it. Like Elijah, I must get it. So when we are praying for a breakthrough, those of you leading prayers, you don't stop until there's a note of victory. We are not in a hurry. We are not running anywhere. If you can, if it's one prayer point you take for that 29 minutes, hold it there until there's a note of victory. Are you following what I'm saying? But we must see breakthrough today. Tell someone we must see breakthrough today. Yeah, some of you are just, you just, are butter. The Ajebota spirit is, it has eaten into your blood. Give me Luke 18, 1 to 18, please. So we can take one more and we'll wrap this up. It's time to pray. Luke 18. Too many scriptures in my head at the same time, but I'll look at this. Then he spoke a parable to them and that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not, not to lose heart. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Hold on. Hold on to him. By wrestling. The Bible says, Naphtali will be satisfied with favor. What's Naphtali? It means wrestling. You are ready for an answer tonight. And you will get your answer tonight. <laughs> Saying there was in a city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And it would not for a while, but after what he said within himself, Though I did not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me. Are you that kind of prayer? The Bible says we should give him no rest until they establish Jerusalem as a praise. You, you are there. You are praying this prayer. You are there. You must get this thing from the Lord to open up to you. So yeah, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming, she weary me. The man did not have the fear of God. They did not have the fear of man. Had no regard for anybody. But see, this woman, this woman is coming every time persistently. Next, verse 6, please. It says, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. See, if the unjust judge by persistence can answer the woman's plea. Next, give it to me. Shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night, though he bears long with them? Will God not answer? If the unjust judge will answer by persistence, will God not answer? He says, he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge them speedily. So, but nevertheless, when some man comes, shall he find faith? It takes faith to persevere. That this is how we fight it through. This year, I'm getting married. This year, I'm getting a job. This year, I'm going to have my baby. You fight for it. Don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't quit. Let your faith persevere. Acts 12 verse 5, quickly please. Acts 12 verse 5. Acts 12 verse 5. Since Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer... James had been killed. James had been killed. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Con say constant prayer. See, you keep on bringing that thing in the name of Jesus. This is my year of delivery. Holy Spirit, help me pray this. You prayed and 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 prayed. Until God speaks to you. You take it another day, Father, this is the year. I give you thanks. Holy Spirit, help me express this in thanks. You are praying again. Give her, give her, give her. Give her two, as much as she wants. Give her three, as much as she wants. Persistence. 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 You hold on to it. Constant prayer. When you pray this constant prayer, an angel was sent. You can read from verse 5 to 11. An angel was sent. Peter was sleeping in the prison. It was so real. The, the angel woke him up. He said, rise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands quickly. Let's run quickly. Then he said, Peter, get your loins, get yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said, put on your garment and follow me. Next. 
And so he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Next. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them with soon accord, and they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from it. That's when Peter realized. Give me verse 11. That's when Peter realized. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain the Lord has sent his angel, and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the spirit of the Jewish people. But you notice that James was not delivered. James was killed. No constant prayer. And yet, James was part of those Jesus said would go to the ends of the earth. And he never went. His destiny was never fulfilled. Yet he was called of God. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.